Beware, buying a new construction home may not be all it's cracked up to be. In this episode, I'll share reasons why I didn't love my home at first and what things you should watch out for if you decide to build your home. Are you an entrepreneur who needs help setting up your business? Maybe you need help understanding which entity you should establish. Should you be an LLC? Should you be an S-Corp? Or maybe you're not sure where to get your tax identification number or how to get your DUNS number so you can start to build business credit. I have the perfect solution for you. My business setup package, you'll get a domain, professional email, getting your website going, and even some tools to help you set up your business. But most importantly, you're going to have someone help you set up your entity, virtual address, business telephone number, branding, and other operating expenses. I don't want the process of setting up your business to stop you from starting today. So feel free to check out bit.ly forward slash B-I-Z L-L-C setup to get started with your business setup package today. You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm super excited. We are going to continue our series on home ownership since June is home ownership month. And today we're talking about new construction homes. Y'all, I've never shared this story before, or at least not on the podcast, but I have talked to a couple of friends and family members about it. And I thought to myself, you know, given the market and how crazy it is, maybe I should share this story with my listeners too. So let's hop into how when I got my home, it was a new construction home and I didn't really love it at first. And here's why. So a few years ago, about six or seven years now, my husband was um, we both were working from home one day and he was like, hey, you know, do you have lunch plans today? I'd love to take you to see something. So I get all excited. I'm like, oh, he's going to take me out to lunch and we're going to have a little lunch date in the middle of the workday. This is going to be great. So we hop in a car, we go for a drive. We do not end up at a restaurant. Now, y'all know, I'm serious about my food. I am a foodie at heart. And when you tell me that we're going to go see something during my lunch break, I immediately assumed food. My bad. We end up in front of a model home in Virginia. So I don't freak out. I get excited, but I'm like, what are we doing here? Um, Full context, at the time we were renting and we were looking to potentially buy a home of our own, but we were torn about should we look for homes that are already standing, but potentially are going to cost more and need work, or should we pursue new construction? So turns out my husband was surfing Facebook, an ad popped up for the subdivision, and they saw that he was looking around at homes and different opportunities. So they invited him to come check out the model. So fast forward, he takes me on a lunch date in quotation marks to check out the model home in Virginia. 
So we come, we look at the house and I'm like, oh, this is a really nice house. It's really pretty. But remember, I'm hungry. So I'm also like, when is lunch coming? (laughs) But after looking around, I said to myself, you know, this this looks nice and um, we'll give it some thought. But at the time, again, since my mind wasn't really focused on looking at a new construction home at the time, I wasn't mentally prepared to sit down and talk numbers or even to really move forward with putting in an offer. I just was looking. My husband and I, we have two children and one of them is a special needs child. And so one of my initial thoughts after bedrooms, bathrooms and everything that a house has to offer was the school system. So I really needed to know how easy is it going to be to change my son's um, individualized educational program from one county to another county. And until I knew that, I wasn't going to be comfortable buying a home in a a completely new county where we would have to potentially go through the education eligibility process again. So we went back home after this tour of the model and we never got lunch, by the way. Um, But I took the opportunity to kind of answer the questions that I had, which was about transferring counties and transferring schools. And I was super impressed because I called the county and I asked them, you know, what is it going to require for me to change counties, change schools? And they were like, oh, it's super simple. You just bring your IEP. That's the individualized plan for my son. You bring it to your new home school, um, present the paperwork, and then also enroll your kids in school and they'll honor it. You know, they might have questions or make sure that they can comply, but Essentially, once they're aware that you have a special needs child, they're going to provide the services that he needs. So I was like, okay, cool. Once that anxiety was gone, I was on board to potentially doing a new construction home. But one of the things that, you know, I had never done this before, so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even necessarily know how all of the process worked. So my husband and I did another trip back to the model home to talk to the builder and the realtor on site to ask questions. So if you're interested in a new construction home, I definitely think you should kind of outside of their space, write down your questions, figure out what your main points are, and then have that opportunity to go back and to discuss that with the builder and the realtor on site. But it was throughout the process, I I had a great experience. So let me start there. I mean, for the most part, the house came out great. It was beautifully done. There's just a few things that I didn't know I didn't know, right? So one of them is um, being very clear about what comes with the house and what's an upgrade. Because remember, I saw the model and the model is always going to look great. It's going to be the top of the top because they want you to get all those upgrade features in your home. And they're going to sell you on the extra bedrooms, the extra bathrooms, the granite countertops, the beautiful hardwood and floors, maybe even marble tiles, who knows, whatever it is. The model is always going to be the ultimate option, right? Or somewhere in the middle. Like they're not going to provide you the basic home, but they're not going to provide you probably 100% upgrades because that might not be in the price range that their average buyer is going to be in, right? So they're going to pick some very intentional things that are going to make the house pop and make it attractive, but they're also going to um, have some features that don't come with the basic home, right? But then when you sit down with them, they're going to tell you, 
houses starting from, and they're going to give you their starting price. And then it's as you go through the buying process, you're going to add features that's going to increase the cost of your home. So I did ask the bigger questions because I always tell people when you're looking for a home, you need to know upfront your minimum bedrooms, your minimum bathrooms, and the things that are your must have. You know, I talked about this in the last episode where you want to make sure that you have a list of what you must have in your home. And then you want to have a list of what you'd like to have in your home. So I wanted four bedrooms. That was a must for me. And I also preferred that everyone had access to their own bathroom because I just don't like um, the hallway where everyone is sharing as much as individual usage, right? I also prefer because I do have a special needs son who has certain things that he likes for his bath and his um, room, I like to be able to place those in the bathroom and not have to move them every time someone else needs to use it. So that was more motivation for me to make sure if anything, I need to have a certain number of bathrooms and I prefer for them to be private or semi-private. So one of the things we did was we went through the model home and they had what we call a Jack and Jill bathroom option which is when two bedrooms share a bathroom in the middle. So we have two bedrooms that share a bathroom in the middle. And that happens to actually be our, one of our guest rooms and then my office. So it's not frequently used. It's not something that people have to share on a regular basis, but it is that private bathroom. But one of the reasons that I went for that upgrade is because I knew that when it comes to resale, people want bathrooms and kitchens, right? So I chose to do that because alternatively, if I hadn't chose the Jack and Jill option, I would have had a hallway bathroom that two bedrooms would have to share. And I just didn't want anyone to have to go into the hallway and back and forth to a bedroom. But other than that, I didn't have very strong feelings about a lot of the other details of the house. I had colors that I wanted to have for the cabinets and things like that, but I wasn't really like committed to a certain level of, you know, fixtures or features in other parts of the home. So for me, that was the biggest thing, bedrooms, bathrooms. And then my husband and I also decided we didn't want to finish the basement because the finish, the basement was an additional $50,000. And us being in the space where we'd done some upgrades and renovations to properties before, and we had rentals, we had a strong sense that we probably could finish the basement, not only for less money, but also in a different style that we liked. Because one of the things that comes with purchasing a new construction home is a lot of times you're going to have cookie cutter frames, right? You're going to have maybe two to three models that you can choose from. And everyone's house who picks the same model is going to look the same. And in this particular um, subdivision, anyone who opted for the finished basement had the same layout for the finished basement. And that actually turned out to be a great decision for us because we saved $20,000 doing our basement ourselves after we moved in and we had the opportunity to change the layout and we had the opportunity to hire our own contractor. And what's so dope is we did our research and we actually found a woman owned business that was able to do the work. They did an excellent job. And that's how we finished our basement to our specifications and we saved $20,000. So 
those are just some of the things that I appreciated about the home buying process and the things that I took into consideration. Are you a business owner who wants to build your business and wealth at the same time? I'm launching a Build Your Business and Wealth coaching program for women business owners eager to learn and implement creative retirement strategies and build their legacy. If you're ready to learn how to invest in real estate and leverage your income, business, and life insurance, this program is for you. You get access to me, my eBooks, and even my new course, The Purpose of Money Maximizer, and you get to hang out with a group of women who have similar goals and aspirations for their businesses and their families. It's a six-month program that'll help you set the foundation you need to level up your business and investments. Secure your spot in the program today. Click on the link in the show notes or go straight to bit.ly forward slash bizwealthcoach. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash B-I-Z-W-E-A-L-T-H-C-O-A. C-H. I can't wait to see your application. But here's some of the things I didn't like so much. We got a stack of papers that told us all the things that you could choose for the house. Everything from the knobs and whether you want brass or bronze to like cabinets in the laundry room. But what no one ever did, and I didn't know to ask, was really sit down with me and tell me what pages I should be paying the most attention to. The main thing they pointed out was the Jack and Jill bathroom. But other than that, nothing was really pointed out to me to take into consideration. So here's an example. The laundry room in the model had really nice cabinets, was really organized, clean and crisp. I thought it looked gorgeous. I also liked the fact that the laundry room was on the second floor. So now there's no going downstairs to wash clothes. Clothes are on the same level as where the kids and I sleep. This is great. I didn't know that the cabinets in that laundry room were an upgrade. And that's something that I would have to ask for and pay additional money for if that's what I wanted my laundry room to look like. And I actually didn't realize that was the case until the house was half done and we could not make any more changes. And I couldn't even ask for cabinets in my laundry room if I wanted to. My laundry room came with a simple white wired shelf one of them, and you had to figure out the rest. You see what I mean? Little things like that. I later learned after we moved into the house and I started to meet some of the neighbors that those who showed up to the builder with a realtor got special perks that I didn't get. Now, remind you, I told you I've never purchased a new construction home before. And my husband and I came to look at a model on our lunch break. What I didn't know at the time was had I had a realtor with me, not only would the realtor have been able to be on my team to express my interests, he or she would have also been able to negotiate some factors in the house that maybe would have been added on at no cost or added on at a discount. In addition to that, I wouldn't have had to pay my realtor. The the builder was going to have to pay my realtor and they would have had to split the fees. What most people don't realize is when you go to a new construction home and you look at it for the first time, if you don't bring your realtor with you, they may not be able to represent you at any point of the deal. Because once you come to express interest the first time and you're without a realtor, that is how the builder considers you when it comes to purchasing. But if you show up with a realtor, that realtor 
is eligible to represent you in the deal and be paid by the builder at the closing table. And you never know when a realtor has more experience than you do for that particular housing market and has also sold houses in that area, they have more visibility on not only the comparable costs and prices of the homes, they can also advise you on what upgrades are worth it, right? For when it comes to reselling your home, but then they can also tell you what they've negotiated for their other clients in the neighborhood. So now I 100% recommend whether you're shopping for an older home or a new construction home that you shop with a realtor who knows the market and can help represent your interests in the deal. Hey guys, I just want to take a sec to tell you about my upcoming group coaching program for women ready to work on their personal finances and start building real wealth. We're going to meet twice a month for three months and help you get your finances in order so you can set goals you can achieve and start your wealth building plan. You'll get a one-on-one financial analysis so you can know exactly where your money's going. Plus, we're going to discuss how to maximize what you make and how to improve your investing and retirement savings. This is a program with limited seats, so I encourage you to apply today. To apply, check out bit.ly forward slash POM coach. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash P-O-M-C-O-A-C-H. Can't wait to see you in the program. One of the other things that I learned through this process, but I did do myself, is I looked for other lenders. I ended up using the builder's lender because they provided a lot of support towards closing costs and also upgrades in the home that we didn't have to pay for because they did pay for it. But I still shopped around rates and I looked at what my credit union had to offer and I looked at what other banks had to offer. Because when it comes to buying a house, it never makes sense to pay more for it than you have to. So if a bank's going to give you a better rate or they're going to give you some support towards closing, you should consider it. And my credit union at the time had a program for home buyers where they give you cash back at the table. Unfortunately, their program did not exceed what the builder was offering. So when I did my pros and cons comparison, I found that the 10000 additional dollars that were coming from the builder was well worth it for me and my husband in the long run. It allowed us to get the house we wanted, the upgrades that we did want, and also take an additional 10K off the deal. So for me, that made the most sense. And it far exceeded the cash back that I was going to get if I'd gone with my credit union. But that's the type of research that you need to do when you're considering a new construction home or any home for that matter, because you want to make sure that you don't just go with the lender whose best interest is to buy and sell that home to you at the best cost for them, right? And so they're going to offer you a standard lending contract in most cases, and they may not offer you as many incentives if they have a particular agreement in place. So it does help to shop around when you're trying to purchase a home. But here's some other tips that I have for you, especially if you're shopping in a new area or you're just never owned a home before and this is the first time you're pursuing a home and new construction. I recommend you research the builder. Why? Because not all builders are made equal. Some of them take shortcuts, some of them have problems, and some of them 
are not in good standing with your state's construction contractors board. So before you purchase a new construction home, look up the company and see what the reviews are from previous customers, but also look at their record. Do they have any outstanding lawsuits or judgments? Do they have any outstanding claims with the state's construction contractors board? Are they in good standing? Do they finish their projects? Do they meet customers' needs? These are all things you want to know because once that house is built and that loan is closed, there's a lot of things you're going to be responsible for unless you're warranted says otherwise, and you want to make sure you're working with a good builder. The other reason this matters is because 99.9% of the time, builders are only your lender for the first 30 to 60 days of owning that home. And then they eventually sell your loan to someone else. So you want to make sure that in that time period that they're responsible for any changes or modifications to the home that they're held accountable to those and that you know that they're going to do it, right? Because most people who are not in good standing, those records will eventually be public for you to see if they're not already public and you don't want to ignore those types of things. Another thing you want to do is be very clear on what comes with the house and what doesn't. I gave you my example with the cabinets and the laundry room, but for others, it might be more serious factors like the flooring and the standard carpeting versus upgraded padding or things like that. You wanna make sure that you're clear and when you are picking out your upgrades, ask a lot of questions. Don't just pick features that you think you want, but also be clear on the cost and how that's going to impact you. One thing I did like is when we did have that meeting with the builder, we sat down, we picked out the knobs, the padding for the carpet, where we wanted hardwood, what came, what didn't come as far as those features. But they also gave us the new price at that meeting. It wasn't like you walk away and you're hoping when they add it up, it's still within the limits of the loan that you're going to qualify for. We knew before we left what the house was going to cost at closing, right? The other thing you want to kind of keep in mind is to know your warranty. Our house came with a one-year warranty after closing. And that's really important because a lot of new construction homes are going to settle over the first 12 months. And what I mean by that is they're going to move. The ground underneath your house will shift slightly as the house settles into that land. And a lot of people don't realize this, but this will impact some of your drywall. Some of your home will actually move and it might cause cracks in the drywall, not the foundation, but cracks in the drywall or cracks in the paint that will show up within the first year or so. And it's nice to know if you have a one-year warranty that the builder is going to come back and repair those things, right? But my house is six years old and it still shifts from time to time. It's not something you can feel, but it's little things you can see. And those are things that now we're responsible for because we're outside of the warranty. But don't just know the warranty for your home. You also want to know the warranty on your major appliances. You know, what are they going to cover and how long? Most of the appliances might be covered for the 12 months after building as well. But some of them, like your water heater and your HVAC system, they might have a much longer warranty, say five years. And then your roof might have a 30-year warranty because it is expected to last at least the length of a 30-year mortgage, 
But if there's a storm or anything that happens, you might find your roof to have issues sooner than that. So those are just some things that you might find or you need to ask about because that was my situation. But you need to ask what's covered and for how long and what will you fix after the house is built and occupied. Now, in this market, in 2022, housing is so expensive. The demand is high and the inventory is really low. So there might not be as much flexibility on the pricing and your ability to wiggle in deals and breaks and free stuff. In fact, I've been talking to a couple of my friends in the housing market, and they've told me that when you're buying new construction, you don't even get to pick as many things as you used to. Why? Because of the supply chain. The supply chain is all messed up. Some materials are just not available. So they don't let you pick in all markets what type of floors you want, what color cabinets. They just pick what's in stock, get the house done, and then you buy it as is and we hope you love it, right? That sucks a little bit because it takes out the personalization of it all, but it is the sign of the times, right? People are trying to get these houses built and they already had a huge delay due to COVID and lack of access to supplies. And now they're running out of certain items or they're in a significant back order. Like cabinets take weeks to get if you're in the market for new cabinets. And that's just across the board. So a lot of builders have had to make some modifications into what you can select because the inventory is just not there, right? But ask those questions and have an patience of, you know, because this situation is unprecedented. There's higher prices. There's just less access to inventory. And there's also less access to labors. There's just not enough people to build the houses that they need to build. So you just want to keep that in mind. But I think it's not bad to ask. The worst that they can say is no. The worst that you can say is no to certain prices for upgrades if you decide you don't want them. And that's fine. Just make sure that when you're choosing upgrades or you're asking for certain things, that it's within your final budget. You never want to buy or build a home that you're not going to get approved for by the lender. And the lender won't let you do that anyway. But it's always good to make sure you avoid that from the beginning. And then the last tip I want you to take in consideration is to expect delays because of the supply chain issues and because of weather, which isn't in anyone's control. You might have a delay in your construction. You know, our house was built through the fall, winter and finished in the summer. We closed in August. So we had cold weather impact our construction. We had snow impact our construction because certain weather they can't lay foundation in certain weather. They can't have workers working on the property, you know? So you have to understand that if severe weather takes place in your area or you're transitioning through seasons like we were, you might have a day or two delay every time weather impacts construction. You might also have supply chain issues. Like for example, my dad just closed on the house and he was not able to move in for like 60 days because he couldn't get cabinets. The whole house was done, but they didn't have cabinets. Another thing that he experienced in his home buying process is that all of his appliances weren't included. And I found that to be like shocking because in my house, all of the appliances were included except the washer and dryer. But he had to choose his own fridge and his own stove because they built you a kitchen, but they did not provide appliances. So again, knowing what you're getting 
and what you're paying for is so important. You don't want to move in and find out, oh my God, I don't have this and now I have to pay for it. Because what I don't want you to do is save all your money for a down payment, put all your money into this house, and then you move in and you can't afford to buy anything, you can't afford to fix anything, and you can't afford to get what wasn't included, right? So we want to make sure that we're buying houses we can afford. We're not making ourselves house rich by putting all of our savings into a house and then not having money for ourselves in the event of an emergency or we're getting that house in order, right? But don't rush yourself. You know, I always tell people, if you get a 30-year mortgage, you have 30 years to decorate that house, to, to define that house, to make that house your home, right? So you don't have to buy all new furniture in the first year and you don't have to paint all the walls. There are still parts of our house where improving. We're making our own. We're painting the way we want to. We took 12 months to decide paint color, you know? So don't feel rushed. Um, and they recommend that anyway, because because the house is settling in the first year, it's not always recommended to paint right away because some of your paint might have to be redone if there are cracks or tweaks in the drywall. So anyway, those are my quick tips on what to do if you're in the market for a new construction home and things to watch out for. I hope these tips were helpful and I'd love to hear from you either on the website, leave a comment or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and let me know what is your first time home buying experience like and what was your experience if you bought a new construction home? What were some things you liked and what were some things you didn't like? I'd love for you to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening and comments on this and all my other podcast episodes on my website or on social media. Until next time, keep building generational wealth one dollar at a time. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.